Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I want to spend some time on a concept that I call interpretive movement. It's the ability to be able to look into what somebody else in life is doing and figure out how to learn to do it. I believe that teachers that are good teachers, and there's good ones and bad ones like anything else, but I believe that a good teacher has the skill set to be able to bring people through multiple levels of learning that are completely different from one another. Whereas poor teachers, they simply regurgitate material at people. To be able to understand this, we also have to understand a term called self-sabotage. Because what happens is, in a learning curve situation, it's like pushing a rock. It takes a whole lot more effort to get something started in your life than it does to keep it moving. In fact, once you get it moving, the momentum makes it very, very easy to move it. And in learning, I see these same things. And I've got many experiences in my lifetime to where I've looked at something somebody else had, a skill set, an amount of money, a job, whatever it was, and I've looked at it and said, hmm, I would like to be able to have that or do that. And so you begin the process of learning. Now, the story I'm going to share with you today, I've shared it in the past, but it's relevant to this particular discussion, is a story of a girlfriend long past whose hobby was competitive dancing. And when you're dating someone that's a competitive dancer, it's not absolutely mandatory that you dance, but it's almost in that you have to have one heck of a lot of self-image to sit on the sidelines every night while your date, your girlfriend or your boyfriend's out there dancing with beautiful people, doing beautiful things together, uh, you know, merging their bodies and so forth. And so I had a high amount of incentive to want to do this, both because she 
was demanding it. Uh, and because it was like my ego, you know? And I think that's true about people that want to go out and think about becoming financially free. You know, when you look at becoming financially free, maybe one spouse is pushing the other spouse a little bit harder. One of them really would like to have that in their life. Maybe one of them comes from a family of more entrepreneurial type people or a family of more wealth than the other person. And when the lesser of the two motivated decides that, okay, I'm looking at this thing with you, but I'm skeptical from day one, right? I, oh my gosh, and you're negative and you're skeptical and you don't really want to do it. And they look out there and they see these really, really rich people. And you can imagine you bringing your spouse into a dance studio when your spouse can dance and you can't and how awkward you feel. Well, think about bringing your spouse into a financial freedom program where there's people up on stage that are teaching or sharing or just doing a case study, but every single one of them's talking about making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. And you're sitting there going, I got this stupid little job. I live at a cubicle. I put money at a 401k. I have no idea how to make the kind of money they are. And you got 25 year old kids saying, I'm already a millionaire. I'm retired at 25 years old. You've got multiple people getting up there and saying, I've retired within two to five years. I'm a millionaire. And you're sitting there going, this just can't be real. This, look, my financial planner can't do it. My attorney can't do it. My CPA can't do it. My dad couldn't do it. My grandfather couldn't do it. Uh, my college professor couldn't do it. Everybody I know says it can't be done. Yet these guys, one right after the other, right after the other, right after the other, are making it look easy. Well, that's how I felt when I went to this dance studio. And um, my girlfriend was pretty adamant about this. She paid for me to go. It's like 75 bucks an hour. These dance instructors were the best in the country. These are the kind of guys that are teaching the people and dance with the stars, same genre of people. And I remember going there and thinking, you know, that would be pretty cool to be able to do that. That's pretty neat looking stuff. And so I'm going to really give it my all. I decided I was going to buckle down and give it everything I had. And so I headed in to the first level of learning. And what happened was I, at this point, had not understood the three levels of learning, nor did I understand interpretive movement. I simply had done it multiple times before in the past, not knowing that I had gone through the three stages, not knowing uh, how to make the stages work much quicker. So the first stage you go through in any learning process is you've got to learn the terms, the names of things. And then you've got to not only know the term, you have to know what the term actually means. So in dancing, I had to learn what all these dance steps were. And it's interesting because you don't, you're not even beginning to dance. You're not even beginning to move even. You're just going home and studying that what is a, you know, rock step? What is a ball chain movement? What is a sailor shuffle? And I don't even know what all these stupid things are. They sound ridiculous. And finally, you've gotten through the learning curve enough to where they take you to your first live lesson. And they tell you to do four steps. Four steps. And they're not to the music. They're not in time. 
They're just simply walk, walk, triple step, triple step. That's it. Four steps. And you look up and you go, what is this? And you look out across the room and you see people doing incredible spins and moves and standing in one place, spinning the girl all the way around them, handing off from one hand to the other all the way around in circles around the guy. His feet aren't moving at all. I go, the guy's feet aren't even moving. What is this walk, walk, triple step, triple step stuff? And the guy goes, no, he's doing it. Every single step, he's doing it. And I go, how can he be doing it? He's going, he's doing it with his feet, with his knees with his hips, all his entire body moves through this particular point, this pivotal point through the hips. You dance through your hips. You don't dance with your arms. And all of us that don't know how to dance, we dance with the arms, we throw our arms all over the place. But no, the upper body is still. It's almost perfectly still. The movement's all with your legs, your feet twirling around. You're going, oh, my gosh. And you can't do it. You just can't do it. And the same thing is true in real estate. When you go over there, you think that real estate is about going out there and buying something. But it's not. You can't buy something. You don't even know what to buy yet. You don't know how to manage it. You don't know how to do anything. And you've got to learn all of these things. You've got to go to the seminars and learn how to do the stuff, the boring stuff. The stuff that really makes it work so that when you finally master the boring stuff, then you can actually be a real estate investor. And the same thing is true with dancing. And so I would go there and I would painfully go through these processes and, and I would do it and he'd say, no, that's wrong. And I'd do it again and he'd say, that's better, but it's still wrong. And then when I'd get the steps right, then he'd go, but you weren't holding my hand right. And by the way, it's very embarrassing. You gotta imagine a big 220 pound guy, ex bodybuilder, holding on to the hand of a guy because the guy teaches you and he dances the girl part and he dances better as the girl than you dance as the guy. And and he's holding your hand, you go, no, that 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 wasn't the right hand movement. How would I know where you were leading me with that hand movement? And so I'm concentrating on the feet. Now he's talking about the hands. So now I'm talking about the hands and I mess up the feet. And on and on and on and on. Frustrating as can be. And I had these discussions over and over and over again. That's not what I came here for. I want to learn to dance. And they just kept telling me, no, you are learning to dance. But you have to learn the components of the dance first. The same thing is true when you go to lifestyles. So many people want to skip right to the buying. In fact, we used to have the problem all the time where people would join up and go buy a house before they'd even come to the seminar. Just because they were motivated. We had motivated them that this is what they should do. They went out and did it before they even knew how to do it. Call us at 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training events. 
Del Wamsley on designing a lifestyle. When I was younger, I decided that I was not going to live the life that the average person lived, which was to think I was going to work for the end of my life, save up enough money, and then when I'm old and gray like I am now, try to buy my life back with a pile of money that I had. I said, no, I'm going to design a life and I'm going to live that life. That's it. Period. Are you ready to design your life? Learn how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. One of the things I'd like to get across is that your whole life you wanted to make a change, right? But you've never had the time? This might be it because we have online education that you can get involved in. We're now going to bring the free workshop to the entire country and really the world. Anybody who is interested can participate in that. We're going to live stream that free workshop and have people online with you on the live stream, talking with you, answering questions, interacting. You're really going to get a great feel for the lifestyles community from this. And you can register for that. So if you want to find out about us, this is a great way to take a look at us and what we do. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at Lifestyles Unlimited. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Our number here is 866 945 6565. Today we're talking about interpretive movement. In other words, how do you move yourself from being poor to rich? How do you move yourself from being physically unfit to physically fit? How do you do anything in life? And the process is really looking at someone else's results and figuring out what they've done. And that's easier if you've got a mentor, someone that can help you. And the first stage is just learning all about it. You need to have the knowledge about something. You need to study what it is you're trying to accomplish and to learn the verbiage and the terms 
and to understand the process and, and to understand what you're trying to accomplish, what the movement is supposed to look like. Before you can ever try to do the movement, you have to understand what it is that you're doing. However, in a learning situation, it's problematic because you want to be out there dancing or you want to be out there buying real estate instantly and you're not ready to do it yet. And so your coach has got you in this training mode module where you're learning things. And we have this problem at Lifestyles all the time. We have massive amounts of training available, but we learned very quickly that we can only get people to consume a small amount of training before we let them do something. So we have lots of activities like going on road trips, um, coming to meetings and meeting people and, and networking, interacting, because people want to start taking action towards the goal that they have, even though they really don't even understand yet quite what they're, they're trying to accomplish or how to get there. So in the dancing world, you know, you would go to dance classes and they would teach you a move and you'd learn one move movement and you would learn a spin or you'd learn a, a, a series of moves eventually two or three or four moves strung together and you would practice that the whole class with another student uh, or if you had private lessons you would have that with your with your teacher and you would practice the same two or three or four steps which became a combination of movements that the teacher would string together for you and you would just keep practicing that and try to master that. Then you would go out into the real world and they'd have these parties afterwards where you could buy alcohol so that you could get it, lower your inhibit, inhibitation, I guess you would call it. hope I pronounced it correctly. Uh, and they would allow you then to have the dance floor open. You just go out and ask people to dance. Well, at first, you don't have any movements. And you see all these people out there dancing, doing incredible stuff. And so you sit on the sideline and you're frustrated. And I was that way until one day one of the best teachers there, which wasn't my teacher, by the way, came up to me and said, Dal, you're, you're not understanding what it is. He said, let me show you. He took out a piece of paper and he choreographed the entire dance for me on a piece of paper. And said, this is all you're really doing. It's really just a repetitive series of things that you're doing. And if you can get this down, then you can build anything onto that that you want. And you can have, you can do the most elaborate dances in the world, but you've got to get these, these basic steps, these basic movements under your belt. And then you can put them together any way you want and put them together in so many different ways that it looks like you're having a thousand different dances when it's all just the same dance. And that made sense to me. I could see that, that it was a whole bunch of little skill sets that got married together to make it a larger skill set. And so I just concentrated on learning as many of those as I could. And I would take a series of maybe four steps or five step series. And each week I'd try to learn one more step. So now to go from four step series to a five step series, and then from a five step series to a six step series. And I would go out on the dance floor and I would try to get someone to dance with me. Now, the interesting thing is when you go out on and try to do something that you don't know what you're doing, you look foolish. And some people have empathy on you. There were some women that were willing to dance with me. Other women like, come on, man, don't waste my time with that kind of stuff. You know, and they didn't want to dance with me. And I didn't know which would be which. You know, you, it wasn't directly like the really good dancers 
wouldn't dance with you and the really bad dancers would. It was actually opposite of that. In some cases, girls that couldn't even dance at all would thumb their nose up to you because they didn't want to dance with you because the only way they could get through the dance is if they had a great leader, the male leads, the female follows, right? And if they had a great leader, then they could get through the dance. But then there were other women where you'd go out there and try to lead, and they wanted to lead because their whole life they controlled and manipulated and dominated men. And so dancing was no different. In their life, they would shake their booty, and the man would go, oh, you're incredible. But in the dancing world, they couldn't do it. It didn't work. It didn't make sense. And that's the embarrassing part about being a man in the real estate investing world. Many, many times the women are as good as the men and sometimes even better. And so here's a man who said, I've got the good job at our family and I'm so incredible. And then you get to lifestyles and 26-year-old kid makes more money than you do. And you're a 40, 50-year-old man. That's an embarrassing thing, right? And, and your spouse is just trying to get you to go and learn. But your learning curve is inhibited by your own ego. Your ego is not wanting to be beat up in public like that. So what do you got to do? You got to get out there and do it. You've got to take action. And as you do, you start to perfect your moves and you get your four little move down and then you get your five move down, you get your six move down and things start to get better. And then every once in a while, you'll hit a person who actually dances the same way you do and they like dancing with you and it all clicks and boom, it's a beautiful presentation. Even though you're really not any good yet, it just feels really good. And that's the way it is with buying real estate. You get out there, and at first you have to look and look and look for deals and hammer away and take shots, and it's it's not working. Then you see a guy get up on stage at a case study and go, I bought eight of them in the last three months. And you go, how can he find eight incredible deals like this, and I can't find one? I haven't found one yet because you still don't know how to dance. I remember the day after I'd taken classes. And I'd learned to do my four or five or six step movements. And I, my girlfriend changed me to a higher level teacher, moved me up a notch. And this guy was brutal. And I remember in his brutality, I'd go through the movement and he'd say, no, that's not quite right. And I'd try it again. He said, okay, that's better. And then he said, okay, now do the entire movement this time. And I'd try it and I'd mess up part of it and I'd do it. And finally, I would get through the entire four or five or six step movement. And he'd look at me, put his arm on my shoulder and go, Dal, could we try to do it to the music this time? See, I hadn't even been listening to the music. I hadn't realized the music was actually there. I was just trying to do the movements. I was going through the motions. I didn't have the music. I didn't have the way to interpret the music to the situation, right? And that is exactly what happens when you first go into real estate. You don't understand that you can't make deals happen. You have to find motivated sellers. And when you find a motivated seller, then you have to negotiate a deal. But remember, if you don't have a motivated seller, all the negotiational skills in the world won't do you any good. And at the same token, if you find a motivated seller, but you're not able to act instantly before that person changes their mind, you're going to lose that deal to somebody else. If you'd like to call and discuss any of this craziness, feel free to call in during the break. The lines are open. Our number here is 866-945-6565.
You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. The Radio Show. Today we're discussing interpretive movement, how to get from one place in your life to another. And I'm using uh, the painful experience of learning how to dance as a metaphor for the painful experience of learning how to become a real estate investor and a multimillionaire. Uh, both of them are wonderful things when you get there, but both of them are painful, to say the least, of a process because you have to change. You have to completely change your thoughts about what something should be like and when you change from middle class mentality to a wealthy person's mentality those types of thoughts are very painful such that the 401k doesn't work the ira is a waste of your time uh that you should pull all your money out and pay your taxes and go use that money to invest that you should invest everything in one thing and not diversify like everybody else says these are all things you've been trained your entire life to believe as a middle class or poor individual and when you start dealing with rich people, they don't believe any of that stuff. And so you feel very awkward because, number one, you do all that stupid, awkward stuff. And number two, because you can't believe that you could be that wrong. And the same thing is true when you learn to dance. You're just so awkward out there. You just don't understand why it is that anybody uh, would be able to do this and you can't do it, why it's so difficult. And you're embarrassed about it. So. We're in the second stage right now of learning, which is the action step. And if you ever read the book, uh, Tipping Point, they talk about the fact that everybody that's ever mastered something that becomes very good at it has 10,000 hours of doing something. So at this point, I can do four or five or six little steps, but I can't really dance yet. I can go through some steps. And so I had to get out there and start dancing. And what I found was, it was really interesting, just like I was saying in the last segment, is that when I get out there and start asking people to dance, some would say yes and some would say no. Some would have empathy on me. Other people would be embarrassed to even dance with me. And that's the same way when you go out there and you start trying to find these deals, right? However, once you go find one deal and you act on it and close a deal, now you've got one real estate agent that likes to work with you because they made some money from you. The same thing is true when you're in dancing. Once you go out there and find one person that you enjoy the dance with and you prove that you're, you're not afraid, that you've got a couple basic steps, they understand you're a beginner. It doesn't really bother them. Just like a good realtor that has empathy for a beginner investor, understands you're a beginner. They're, it's really the heart of a teacher uh, to where you start um, – you're, you're helping that person, they're learning. So the same thing happens when you're out there on the dance floor, people have empathy and they help you. But when you go back and you look at it, it really came about that there was a point where, okay, I could go dancing and I could have quit right there. And many people, first of all, quit in the first stage, the knowledge stage. 
And many people quit in the action stage. That's really the hardest thing to overcome is the action stage. And I could have quit there and said, well, I've thrown up my hands. I can dance a little bit. At least I can do four or five, six steps and my, you know, can dance with my girlfriend. But that dance is pretty boring. You dance for two to three minutes in one long song, and you're doing the same five steps over and over and over again. Boy, I tell you, it gets pretty boring pretty quick for anybody. And at first, it's very frustrating. But even once you have those moves, I've seen people that never progress past that, ever. So what happened was is that I realized that I was going to have to expand. So I started going to a different teacher. Because with a different teacher, you're going to learn their new moves, their ideas, what's important. And you start cross-pollinating ideas. And that's what happens when you come to lifestyles. You're going to cross-pollinate ideas. You went to Dave Dodato, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carlos Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki. And although those guys all have one or two steps, you know, same two steps with a little twist, as Nelly would say, uh, they really don't have a repertoire that's very functional. And so it doesn't really get you to where you want to go. It's never going to have enough movement for you to create a masterpiece, which would be a financial masterpiece. And so you got to go look around. That's why we pick people up later on the end. And then you have to move up. You have to move up from a beginner training course to an intermediary training course to advanced training course. Well, that's the same thing I did. I started looking for more advanced training courses. I started going to different open classes. And I started learning how to do different dances from West Coast Swing to Salsa uh, to Country Western, uh, Boot Scoot, and all different kinds of, you know, dances, everything you can think of. And what I found was the more that I tried different dances, the more that I found that although they were different, they still had a lot of similar characteristics. And that my brain just started to understand the difference between this kind of movement and that kind of movement. And why was that important? Because the part that I hadn't mastered yet was I didn't tie the music to the dance. And so I literally started listening to all kinds of music all day long at my home, in my car, and trying to move my feet. Now, remember, dance, whether you realize it or not, occurs from the waist down. It does not occur by flailing your arms around like a crazy person, like almost everybody else does. And so I'm trying to listen to these different music. I'm not trying. I am listening to different music. I go, okay, that would require this kind of step and that step. And then I learned the next thing. Speed is important. The pace of the steps are important. The ability to change the speed from fast to slow to fast to slow was incredibly important. To take a song and follow the song that as it built up, your timing built, your motion built, and then you go into a super fast spin and then stop on a dime and then come out slow again. All of this type of control of pace became very important. And the same thing is true when you start to negotiate. You start to learn in negotiations that pacing yourself, not diving in too quickly, waiting until the other person gives you their position, then acting as if it's not life and death to you. Very important that you don't act like it's life and death, but then turning right around and going, you know what, this isn't exactly what I want, but I'll tell you what, I'll take action right now. I'll make you this offer if you do this thing today. Now, that's a simplistic view of negotiation, but it is a very effective little four-step movement. Wait, 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 and then immediately act with some type of an impending event. Okay, I'll do it, but you got to do it now.
that type of transaction, is one of 8,000 types of negotiability programs that I have in my brain or cycles or systems that I have in my brain. It's And I know when to use that one. But I have to learn that that one doesn't always work. In fact, when I had started out with single family houses, I had a guy that helped me learn. He was a broker. His name is Bill. And Bill's basic approach back then, which was foreclosures, was to figure out whatever the property was for sale and offer 10% less than what it was. And he said, 99, interesting fact, 99% of all deals within 10% of the asking price. If you ask below the asking price, it falls down to less than 10% of the deals. So you won't get very many deals. He said, but so go ahead. And if they're asking 25, offer them 22. And they'll either say yes or no, but the deal's going to close between 20 and 25,000. That's just the way it's going to work. And so I it got to the point where it's, it was like, I just go out and offer on everything. I'd go to every single house and I'd go, okay, what do you want? They go, I want 25,000 for it. I'll give you 22. No way. Never in a million years. We take less than 24. Okay. I'll give you 24. I tried again. I'll give you 25 on this house. And they, they go, I want 30 for it. I go, no, I'll give you 25. If you do it today, they go, no way. Never in a million years. will we take 25, we'll take 27. I go, okay, I'll give you 27. And it just, it was my only move. It's the only move I had in real estate was just to make a low ball offer and then let them counter at something less than what they had started at. Uh, and it was very effective. It was very effective getting deals less than, you know, no less than 10% under the market value. Uh, but it allowed me to build my portfolio. Uh, I learned other techniques. I learned how to go after motivated sellers that were willing to own or finance and how I could use that and leverage the down payments and then take on the owner financing. All these techniques are just like learning to dance. There's hundreds of techniques we learn in this business. And the second part of this, this learning curve, this action level of learning curve part is about learning as many different techniques as you possibly can. Now you specialize in a couple of them, but you wanna know them all because there's gonna be a time and a place. People ask me all the time, does the Dave Del Dotto, Robert Allen, Jeff Cohen, Tommy Vu, Miles Around the Van Carlos, she's Robert Kiyosaki programs really work? And the answer is, yeah, at least once. Because whatever crazy zero down transactional type deal they created to teach you, which made them millions more teaching that one transaction than they ever made using that one transaction. But that transaction had to have worked at least once. They had to have been able to outline it and use it. We'll cover that when we come back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to Lifestyles Unlimited Podcast. Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. But nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. 
Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it. Because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Having more tools in your toolbox, so to speak, when you get out there in the real world and you're trying to accomplish whatever task it is you're trying to accomplish. Now, I got to the point in dancing to where I realized that the real beauty of dancing was the music. And so, like I said, I started listening to all different types of music. And what I started doing is I started practicing on specific things that were just skill set practices. In other words, I didn't continue to practice to dance. I started practicing the skill sets of dance. In other words, I would sit there and try to move my feet as fast as I possibly could forward, dancing as fast as I possibly could backwards, dancing to the right, dancing to the left, uh, changing from a uh, ball step to a sailor shuffle to a walk, walk, triple step to whatever it was. Every move that I had learned, I would try to do them as quickly as I possibly could. And then I would practice dancing that way. I would go out, and in the middle of the dance, out of nowhere, I would speed up the dance. And the girl would be like, wow, this is incredible. We'd speed up, and then I'd slow it back down. And what you learned to do was, in certain parts of the song, when the tempo picks up, you speed up. When the tempo slows down, you slow down. Then I started getting so good at movement that I would actually get to the point where I would actually let go of my partner and go out and where you dance by yourself. Take off dancing and spin and and I learned to flip girls, and I learned to spin them around and behind my back and all different kinds of things to dance uh, in a million different ways. And all of a sudden, dancing was fun. All of a sudden, people wanted to dance with me. And you know what happens when you get that good? Everybody wants to dance with you. Because what happens is you make them look good. And before, I've always wanted them to dance to make me look good. Now I'm dancing to make them look good. I'm not even worried about what I can do. Now I'm thinking, how can I help this partner here to get through these movements that they don't even know? Because I've got to not only tell them without talking, without telling them, I have to, with my hands, let them know where my body's going to go and where I want their body to go. And this communication skills become unbelievable that you can actually communicate. Somebody you've never even met before that knows how to dance, you can walk out on that dance floor and you can dance like you've been dancing together for a lifetime. It's unbelievable. But that is mastery, my friends. And that's when now the best dancers out there come and ask you to dance. And that's when you start looking really good. You win contests. I remember dancing in the intermediary class and there were a couple, a lot of times the, the really good dancers will come down and take intermediary uh, because it's good practice to dance with people that aren't really good because then when you dance with them in public, uh, they won't hold you down. You can learn to dance around them and not get held down by a not-too-qualified dancer. Same thing, that's why I'd go back and do the beginning dancing again because I found that it was very impressive if you could take a girl that couldn't dance and get her through the dance moves without her even knowing how to do it. And that becomes a skill in and of itself, becoming a teacher. But at that point, what would happen is 
I was at this class and these expert girls, and one of which was best friends with my girlfriend who got me into all this, all of a sudden I had like four or five of the greatest dances ever in this little group. And the instructor came over and said, I don't know why you're an intermediary. You're one of the best dancers I've ever seen. And my girlfriend's best friend was there and heard this. It was amazing. To think through this thing and understand that little moment of egotistical glory there, that was the culmination that I knew I had made it. That moment there, now I'm not afraid to dance with anybody, anytime, anywhere. It was fabulous. That was the moment of coronation for me. Now let's go back to real estate. The same thing happens in real estate. Once you do a couple deals, the brokers, the attorneys, the CP, all the people out there know who you are. All the investors want to invest with you, and they're throwing money at you. All the brokers want to sell to you because they know you can close, and you know what you're doing, and you're not a flake, and they will bring deals to you. I want to share with you what happened to me. After not investing for about four years, I stayed at about 500 units because I had more units than anybody. All of a sudden, some kid comes in 26 years of age and buys 3,500 units and blows me away. And what that did was that stimulated me to want to do more, um, thinking, you know, why am I wasting my skill sets and my talents? If this brand new young kid can do 3,500 units, why don't I have 3,500? Why do I only have 500? So I decided I was going to go out and buy 1,000 units that year and, and just make something happen. So the first deal I went after, I bought for 19,000 a door. Uh, properties at that time were selling between 35 and 40,000 a door. And it needed 4,000 of rehab. So probably needed five or six, but I only anticipated four. And so I bought it and we were a little behind the curve on the deal. I wasn't really sharp on my negotiations at that time. But because I did that deal, the guy that sold it to me brought me the very next deal. And he brought it to me on Christmas Eve and nobody else was even willing to invest. And he brought me a deal. He said, look, I can get you this deals that's uh, five years newer than the one I just sold you. And I can get it to you for $16,000 a door. And I said, I'll take it. And Boom, all of a sudden I had a better property, a newer property for a cheaper price. But because I closed that deal, the guy called me again with another deal, said I could get you another property. It's even newer than the one I just sold you. And I can get you that property for only 16,000 a door. And I said, okay. And I went there and negotiated, went through feasibility. I said, nah, this deal is really, has too much vacancy. We'll give you six, we'll give you 14 for it, I think it was. And they said, no, no way, won't do that. So a couple of months later, they called us back and said, would you give us 14 for it? Uh, the other buyers had dropped out. I said, well, let me go back and do feasibility again. We did feasibility again, and they had dropped the 28% occupancy. I said, no, man, there's no way. There's no way that we could do this at 14. And then I pulled out the violins, turned on the music, and offered $8,000 a door. And the guy said, yes. And we danced out onto the floor with the most incredible dance I had ever had. I bought a $40,000 a door property for $8,000 a door, 320 units. It was incredible. It was the masterpiece of all masterpieces of real estate investing I had ever done. And probably one of the best deals that had been done for years in the city of Houston, Texas. And I owed it all to the fact that I had spent years accumulating these skill sets and develop mastery. But remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow. Thank you for
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.